Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. It is the 10th of February, a Wednesday, in the midst of reporting season, so we're really glad that you can join us here for the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney, and I'm here with David Scott. It's fantastic to be here. 10th of February, my goodness. I know. It, uh, it only feels like yesterday that we're celebrating the other start of 2021, and 2020 being beyond us, but... Uh, my goodness, it's, uh, we're already It's a almost month Valentine's Day. You're welcome. There's your reminder. I won't give it to you again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, four days. Thinking. Four <laughs> days to get your shopping done there, Scuddy, for that special person in your life. Okay, let's get to it, shall we? It is, um, yeah, it was a positive day for the local market overall, both the Chi X200 and the XJO advancing. And that was despite seeing pressure coming through from three of the four big banks. Scotty, which was the worst performing big bank today? The biggest one. That's the uh, yellow one. It's also known as the Commonwealth. Commonwealth Bank down by 2%. In the wake of a half-yearly result, which we just wrapped speaking with uh, CEO Matt Common on the program. It wasn't us, but it was Koshi. Us being the collective Ausbiz. And um, look... Talking about the fingerprints of the economic recovery being on the result, but still acknowledging, you know, it was a pretty tough six months. The other thing I thought was interesting, at least, was um, Kashi asked him about the likelihood of macroprudential regulations here in Australia, considering we've already seen them in New Zealand off the back of the ha- housing market there. He said he's pretty relaxed at this stage of the game, given the makeup of who's coming into the market and where we're seeing the house price growth at this time. Yeah, look, uh, it's unlikely that the uh, the regulator Apple will step in to go and stop uh, first home buyers and uh, and owner occupiers. Investors get involved, uh, they will, but he's probably relaxed about that because he knows that most of his book is not investor lending. Uh, there's some other banks that are more dominant in that mm-hmm. space, but uh, I think it's going to be in play. Uh, certainly, in an environment where you've got very very low interest rates, and we know Australians love property, and I also see what's going across the ditch in New Zealand, and uh, they tend to act as a lead indicator, much more proactive and preemptive when it comes to these things, and uh, it's already rolling out a whole bunch of measures to try and go and slow uh, lending to uh, the riskier lending group. So, uh, yeah, watch this space. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I, I couldn't disagree. Um, now, the other thought, 
thought uh, amongst many that came from the Commonwealth Bank CEO, Matt Common. And you can listen to that interview, of course, via the show notes on our website and our app, um, where Common said he made it toward the end of the interview about ComSec. So ComSec has seen over 200,000 new users in the last six months alone. That's growth of more than 100%. But again, Mr. Common saying that he's pretty relaxed about that. Why? Because there's not a lot of leverage being used, even less than was evident in the GFC. And of course, uh, options and the use of options is actually down as well through that period. So uh, at least for now, not seeing any of that uh, irrational exuberance perhaps that can be pointed out in the US. I can't say who, but a little birdie told me that uh, there's a lot of people shopping around the various brokers looking for access to international share trading. So uh, that's one to go coming on because that suggests that uh, that Robin Hood uh, YOLO craze uh, is infiltrating local investors a little bit, wanting to get a piece of the action. So um, pretty uh, pretty interesting to see what's going on there with Comsec. I know they do have an international equities division. Uh, but yeah, interesting. And uh, all the more, I w- I'm, uh, I'm pleased to see that so many people are taking interest in the stock market and uh, you know their investment future. Yeah. Um, listen, I know a company that ties in a couple of those thematics Lots of interest, nice gains in its price. Also, some U.S. exposure, although it's currently locally listed, maybe even we'll have some sort of a listing uh, in the U.S. soon. And that is Zipco. That was the best performer on the market on the day, by far, up by 13% to a record high. I mean, this is adding to gains we've already seen this week. That sector, that name in particular, is hot stuff. It's a big favorite amongst momentum traders and uh, particularly younger folk. Uh, I find it no surprise at all. So we saw, uh, thanks to the good folk on Twitter, and they remind me that Affirm, obviously it's US rival, and I do point that out, is a rival uh, share price up 30% in the last couple of days. Now we know all about the uh, fiscal stimulus program and how that's helped to go and keep bad debt provisioning low in those uh, particular areas. Uh, Growth is also pretty strong, but uh, Bitcoin uh, has been going nuts as well. And I know that you can go and say, well, Scotty, you've been a bit tedious here. The link is, uh, is pretty weak. But uh, I'm not surprised in the slightest that we've seen a bit of YOLO action in Bitcoin. And that's flowing through to some of those really high uh, momentum names out there at the moment. So just look what's going on with Tesla. Look what's going on with Afterpay. It's all a familiar thing, but Zip is, uh, seems to be the fan favorite for the time being. Okay. Um, it did drag along some of the other names with it. Hum being one. And uh, Afterpay as well, hitting another record high. So... Uh, back to reporting season, though, I will point out that the second best performing company of the day was Megaport. First half revenue hitting $36 million, up 39% on year. Now, the metrics were foreshadowed when it updated on the quarterly just about a month ago. I mean, we spoke with Vincent English not too long ago. So there's obviously something in there that investors are still loving. We will be speaking with Vincent English on the program tomorrow. So it'll be uh, good to delve into that result a little bit deeper with him. But uh, safe to say that shares were up by about 7% today. I'll just quickly, I don't want to ruin the party, but talk about the laggards. And this too is in relation (laughs) (laughs) to to reporting season. And that's Simic. And boy, was it marked down today off by 17%. We had a chat with Nathan Summersundrum who just basically said, keeps, you know, it's one of those companies that should be doing well, but... Too hard basket. Uh, Yeah praying in a half today but um yeah it's uh it's it's really had a really rough uh rough sort of three four years um and um divestment uh, helping to return profitability uh and trying to go and talk about all the other uh, work at hand and uh, that should have been a positive but uh the market clearly didn't like it so absolutely hosed today 
Okay, so we, um, yeah, we got some analysis on CBA's results with Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. We um, also, ah, talking of Valentine's Day, we spoke with the senior portfolio manager from Spaceship who says uh, he's got some three stocks you got to keep in mind for Valentine's Day, three stocks he loves for Valentine's Day. Can you give me a hint? Um, Match.com. Wait. A service you don't need. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Certainly not in a few days' time. But plenty of people do. He talks about the market that's available to Match.com and how much it's captured so far. Match.com has a whole bunch of dating sites, including Tinder. It's really interesting, your um, interview, Tinder. actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I know nothing about. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I just love my single mates. So I watch them flick through, just like, you know, typical blokes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, look, I'm a little bit all over the place here today. Before we get into the economics, before we get into China in particular, let's just do our stock of the day, which was Crown Casino. So pretty, of course, interesting story there. I don't think I need to go into the details as to what might happen, but safe to say it might not be able to open its Barangaroo Casino. Still yet to be determined ultimately, but lots of negativity around the company. Let's hear what our guests on the call had to say. We spoke with Scott, uh, excuse me, Henry Jennings from Marcus Today, and we also spoke with Andrew Veitlin from DP Wealth Advisory. Take a listen. I only skimmed the 700-page report, uh, but it certainly was not pretty reading in particular for a number of directors, and I note a couple have resigned today, and uh, I'd be surprised if there wasn't more pain coming there. So I think it's a tough game for Crown. I think the industry dynamics are tough for them too, and what I mean by that is you look at, say, Aristocrat as an example, and where's their growth coming from? It isn't coming from necessarily the growth of machines. It's actually digital or online, people sort of using their iPads or whatever their device of choice is. So I think they've got some systemic um, issues within the business. I think there's some broader issues within the industry. Dare I mention ESG as well. Everything has a price, but certainly I wouldn't be buying them. This is what their business is, is gaming and casinos. And without a license in Sydney and without Melbourne and Perth, potentially, I can't see any reason to be there. And you've got James Packer that could be selling down two and a half billion dollars worth of stock, which may or may not be a, a, a good or a bad thing, um, and a director purge. And it's, it's you know, why? And it's, it's in an industry that we've seen is involved in money laundering, in all sorts of uh, organised crime syndicates. I can't <laughs> see any reason why you'd want to be there. And that was the final thoughts on Crown Resorts. Finished the day down by about 3%. But we saw you know, pressure coming across that entire sector with Star Entertainment also suffering uh, in tandem with Crown Resorts. So, Scuddy, let's talk China, shall we? Because uh, not only did we get some interesting credit data last night, but we're starting to see rising producer prices. How significant is that? Uh, look, it does have an influence on when it comes to uh, trade prices, export prices, uh, and also final consumer prices, particularly in developed markets such as the EU and the US. So uh, you should be keeping a close eye on it, but it is very influenced by commodity prices, unsurprisingly, and we all know that they've been on a tear recently. Okay, so um, the credit cycle in China also influences commodity prices. 
in your view today in the COB newsletter, you've expressed, uh, well, I don't know if it's concern, maybe a bit of an amber light in terms of what we're seeing in the Chinese credit market. Yeah, look, I will everyone I encourage you to go and read it, but uh, it's clear that when it comes to uh, Chinese credit cycles, they are the big main influence when it comes to commodity cycles as well. Go look back since the uh, before the GSC, and you can see every time that they put the gas uh, down to foot to the floor with the accelerator with credit growth, uh, surprisingly enough, commodity prices go and move higher. When they take the, f- the foot off the, uh, the gas, they go lower. So um, you've just started to go roll over the last uh, last couple of months. So we had an uplift. Of course, there's far more debt now in China than what there was in the past. But the pace of growth, the aggregate uh, level at the moment for the economy is starting to go and slow down. And in the past, that has gone and been a forebearer when it comes to lower commodity prices. Now, when you go and talk about uh, this whole mindset of the investing community, which I still hold myself, that we're going to see a, a synchronized global upswing uh, that's going to lead to you know, higher interest rates, like you no know, stronger growth, that's still there. But if we don't have China participating, if it's actually counter-cyclical, then that is going to be far weaker in nature. And that means that uh, the prospects of having a strong uplift in inflation, uh, central bank action, everything else won't be uh, taking part. So I cannot reinforce how crucial it is to go keep an eye on China's credit growth in the next uh, next six months or so. Okay, so that is one that will be on our watch list. You will hear us discuss it again, no doubt. Consumer price index in the States is out tonight. We'll hear from the U.S. Fed Chair Powell tomorrow. Uh, we get a uh, read on consumer inflation here in Australia at 11 o'clock, but uh, likely not market moving. We know that our central bank is not going to be lifting rates until at least 2024 or so, we're told. Okay, let's get through our guest list tomorrow. I already mentioned on the reporting season front, we'll be speaking with Vincent English. He is the CEO of Megaport. Uh, Grain Corp is holding its AGM, and we'll be speaking with its MD as well. That's at 11.40, Robert Spurway. And we'll also, at that time, or around about there, be speaking with the fund manager at Charter Hall Social Infrastructure. That's Travis Butcher, and that's the REIT that reports tomorrow. Um, look, we could go on, but if you subscribe to the COB newsletter, you will get the whole list of companies that are reporting. And it is long, and <laughs> we've got to get our sleep tonight, Scotty, no doubt. The other thing I'll just say is a P.S., It's your last chance, your last chance to complete our subscriber survey. I don't know if you subscribe to AusBiz. We hope you do. Uh, If you don't, you should go do that if you enjoy the COB podcast. But um, if you are a subscriber and you watch the live stream or you catch up with the video on demand, we just want to know what you think of it. We want to know what we could do better and uh, what areas of the market you would like more emphasis on. So, Scotty, you can uh, announce the prize. Oh, yeah. Uh, two lucky people will be randomly selected. Now, I'm not sure how this process will be done, but I'm sure it will be all done by the book. Oh, two, yeah. two people who participate will go and win themselves a two grand uh, superhero trading account. Maybe go and buy some of those zip shares that have been so strong. It was the, uh, most the pullback. It w- the pullback. It, yeah, it was the most traded stock on the other uh, platform last week. I remember hearing earlier this week. So okay. it seems to be a fan favorite on that one. Winners will be announced in the COB. I think it's the newsletter tomorrow but uh, I'm sure if it's you we will be giving you a phone call that might make your day hey um, look this is always a great way to wrap my day Scotty I'll see you tomorrow I'll see you tomorrow it's uh, on the rundown to the weekend we'll be it already planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.